Good morning, everyone. I want to tell you, it's such a blessing to be here today. It's been a couple years since I've been up here in Springville, and I see some familiar faces, and I feel like I'm home. I loved serving here, and this is a beautiful place to be. So I just want to thank you for allowing me the opportunity to be back here in Springville. I want to read to you a scripture out of Isaiah, chapter 26, verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast, because he trusts in you. That was the main scripture that stuck out to me as I was reading through my grandmother's Bible and preparing to do her funeral service back in 2009 in February. And as I read through her Bible, it was an old black King James Version, and it was a little torn and tattered. It had bookmarks, it had papers through it with notes on it, it had scripture and highlights. And as I read through her Bible, I just loved looking at it because I saw a glimpse of her and her heart. I saw a woman that had peace in the middle of all circumstances regarding, regardless of what was going on around her. We live in a day where the White House has been blasted with an array of rainbow colors to display its support in same-sex marriage, we live in a day where a gunman walks right into a church and unloads on those that he's been sitting in, in with on in a Bible study for an hour. We live in a day when a man drives by and open fires on a military office in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I am understanding more and more what it means to have peace regardless of all circumstances in a world where peace seems to not exist. And even though there seems to maybe not be peace in this world existing today, if we stay close to God, we can have peace as it resides in our heart. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray today that you would come here and be with us, and Lord, that you would reign in our hearts. Regardless of the circumstances of what happened this morning, the busyness and the hurries, maybe the troubles, worries that we've already brought before us in this day, Lord, I pray that we would just lay them before you as we open our hearts to your word. Lord, and I just pray for those who are not able to be here today, regardless of their circumstances, I pray that you would protect them and be with them. And we pray for those in Thailand today that you would be with them. And Lord, your word is going forward and hearts are being opened because of you and the peace that you bring. Amen. Today I want to talk to you about one thing that you cannot live without when you have God in your life, and that is the peace of God. As I was searching the scriptures, I began to realize that this subject could go on into a whole series. And I could have gone on and on and on all day today, but I decided to compact it into one series so we will be out by potluck time. I promise you, if not, I'll be preaching by myself while you guys are over there eating. There are many of us today, though, that do life. We just live, and we don't enjoy what God's Word explains to us as the goodness of God. We don't have God's goodness in the here and now. We just live life. And what I mean by that is, you may have your health. You may have the love of your friends and your family all around you. You may have children. You may have grandchildren. You may have tangible riches. You may have wealth. You may have beauty. You may have things that other people desire. You may have gifts and talents. You may have strength and you may have fame. But without the peace of God in your life, many of these things will be nothing but a source of torment. 
until he washes you with his peace that surpasses all understanding. But now, if you have peace, the precious treasure that God provides, you may lack your health, you may lack your wealth, and you may lack many things according to this earth's measure of success, but if you possess God's peace, you will be able to live life to its fullest. Because the promise of the Word of God is that His peace, with that, you can overcome the world and you can overcome the flesh and the enemy that works so hard to kill, steal, and destroy it. Today I want to share with you what peace is not and what peace is. And then I want you to take a reflective look and ask yourself, do I truly have peace or am I just striving to be happy? You know, we all want to be happy, but peace is something different. And when we do not live with that peace, we are actually deceiving ourselves and getting by with just a half-standard Christian life, and not living our life to its fullest. Our main scripture today is Philippians 4.7, 4-7, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God which transcends all understanding. This transcending means that God's peace will exceed. It will surpass. It will be larger than anything you could understand or imagine. You may be able to say, I don't know how. I don't know how this happened. I don't know where it's going to go from here. I don't know how God's going to answer this prayer. But I do know that God is in control. The world that we live in constantly talks about peace and strives in many ways to attain it. And well, since true peace can only be attained through living a life and developing a relationship with God, then that tells us that all other attempts, regardless of what they are at peace, are going to be unsuccessful. Look at the current changes in our nation going on right now, brought forth to try to bring attempts of peace, and it's not happening because these are ungodly attempts. And they're bringing about more division in humanity than ever. And why is this? Because we're looking to the wrong source. The source that brings true peace is not found in the world. It's found in the Word. And it's found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. He can heal the deepest of your wounds. He can calm and quiet the storms. He can bring peace. Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, can calm the storm no matter what your circumstances are today. No matter what you're going through. Because to know Him is to know peace. If you have Christ in your life, you will have peace in your life. But if you do not know Christ, there will be no peace. You'll just simply go through life existing. So what is peace? Well, I've discovered it personally, and I think every one of you can attest to it here. Peace is not the absence of struggle. There were many during Jesus' time who lived under constant struggles and oppression. Jesus lived during a time when Rome ruled the world. Many individuals were angry at Rome because Rome had oppressed them. And they lived under struggles daily. And even though Jesus' disciples knew who he was and they believed in him, they thought he was going to come as this mighty king, as this warrior with the sword and relieve them from their oppression. But what did Jesus tell them instead? Peace be with you. And here's why. Because Jesus could have come, and he could have come with the sword, and they could have overthrown the government with his strength, because he was God in the flesh. But you know what? There still would not have been peace. You can have the absence of war, you see, in your country. 
But that does not mean you're at peace. There may be no strife in your marriage. There may be nothing going on around you. It's going on just great. But that does not mean there's peace in your soul. For there is still a war that wages inside of you for your soul, for your heart and your mind and your emotions. And if you are not in alignment with God, you will not be at peace. A lack of combat, physical or emotional, is not peace because peace is not quietness. We use the word, oh, I wish I could just have some peace and quiet. I just wish it were peace and quiet around here. But you know what? There may be a lot going on in here. In fact, sometimes we can busy ourselves so much because we don't want to have to take the time to be quiet and reflect on what's going on inside our hearts and our minds. And we stay busy because we know that in here we really have no peace. You know what? In the Garden of Eden... With the fall of man, we had free will. But you know what? We gave into temptation. And since then, there has been no peace. It was God's intention for us to have perfect peace with Him. But due to our free will and our choice, we separated ourselves from God. And listen to what is told to us right at the beginning in Genesis 3-6 after the fall. To the woman, He said, I will make your pains in childbirth very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. Then to Adam he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree which I commanded you not to, you must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat food from it all of the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to God, since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. You see, from the very beginning, there has been no absence of struggle. There has been painful toil, and there has been thistles and thorns in our life. Jesus did not tell us of a gospel of peace where we would have no struggle, but of a gospel of peace that is successful in spite of the struggles. He said to them, Take up your cross and follow after me daily. Bear your burden with joy. If there is a struggle, God says, I will give you the power to defeat it. If there is a mountain, God says, I will give you the strength to climb it. If there are powers and principalities fighting against you, God says, as my child, I will command my angels concerning you to guard you in all of your ways. And I will place my name upon you, that in my name you may drive out those powers and those principalities. You see, following Christ is a call to life. To live life abundantly and peace. A life of victory and a life of joy. A life of being more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. A life of transforming adversity into opportunity. That means taking life situations, everything that's being thrown at you, and turning them into an opportunity to praise God and to see where He is working. It's a life of fighting the good fight and living out your faith. As a child of God, you were created to live in the fullness and the power of His peace through Christ Jesus and in the midst of a struggling and a broken world where we live today. Psalms 46.1 says, God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in trouble. You see, you can have more peace in the middle of a struggle than you can have away from the battle 
when God is on your side. If you are struggling in a battle financially, and you ask God for discernment to make wise choices, and if your Jehovah Jireh is with you as your provider, you will have peace to know the answer is on the way. And if you are battling with your health, and the great physician walks beside you, then you can have peace knowing that the enemy has been defeated, and by his stripes you are healed. There, it may not be the exact way you expect it. It may not come in the timing that you want it. But by your faith you shall walk, and that is what will give you peace. He will bring healing, whether it be physical, emotional, or spiritual, whatever you need, but in His timing and in His way. And you know that's something we have to remind ourselves, is that God brings the answer. He hears us when we call, but it's in His timing and in His way. And it's not always the answer we expect. No matter what the storm or how high the waves that may seem to be coming in, crashing around you today, you can have peace to know that your God, who calms the storm, is making a way for you. And in the storm, He will command, Peace, be still. If you are walking through the darkest valley that you've ever been in, you can have peace of mind to know that the light of the world stepped down into this darkness, and He will shine a light on all of your circumstances. And though you may feel that you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil, for He is with you, and He will shine a light on your path. He will bring an answer, and He will bring you hope, and He'll bring you strength for your journey. Because remember, if God is for you, who can be against you? Amen. So therefore, if we are to have any peace, as our main scripture tells us today in Philippians 4-7, we cannot be apart from God. Because it comes from God. It is God. It's His nature and the very byproduct of who He is. When you have peace of God, you will see your struggles differently in your life. You will make your decisions differently. And that is all decisions. Decisions great and decisions small. You see... If the peace of God rules your heart, you will have this little checker inside of you. And I think when I say checker, I think of an airport terminal. And Pastor Mark and them all had to go through this where you have to pass security. You're going somewhere on a trip, a voyage, whatever it may be. And you have to pass this security clearance. And you walk through and if this alarm goes off, that means there's something that isn't right that they consider a threat. So then we have to go back and have them look us over, and then we try to pass back through. Well, when you follow God, there's this little checker inside of you, and I call it the Holy Spirit. And if you're making decisions, and you're not feeling that peace, this alarm is going off inside of you, then you need to go back. You need to look and say, God... Is the decision I'm making okay? Does it align with your will? I like to say we have to be Holy Spirit cleared before we proceed, before we go on. And you know what? If the Holy Spirit checks you, you need to listen because He's trying to protect you. And if you go forth and you take a step without the Holy Spirit giving you the okay and the clearance, you know what you're doing? You're stepping outside of His boundary. And you're stepping outside of His hedge of protection. And He cannot protect you. We have to be careful and not be like the Bible tells us, the unstable man who is double-minded and unstable in all he does. He's lacking wisdom and peace because he's not listening to the Holy Spirit. John 14, 6. 
Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Therefore, to have the peace of God, we must know His Son personally, who was given to this world for our transgressions to bring us reconciliation and peace. What did the angel say outside of Bethlehem's manger so many years ago? Glory to God in the highest and the what? Peace on earth. And to whom? Men of whom God approves. And God says, I will give you my peace if I approve of you. And what is this approval? Receiving His Son, Jesus. God did not intend on us to live this world and have peace apart from Him. Isaiah 57.21 says, There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked, for those who do not seek God, but instead seek to fulfill their own pleasures and selfish desires and to stir up strife and evil. Then God says, I am setting my face against you, and the peace that comes from me, it will not be yours. This is part of the cry of Jeremiah the prophet to God's people. To think that we could live in a universe and have peace, yet go and reject Christ is an absolute delusion that the enemy would just love us to entertain. We cannot live in a planet that God created, and in this planet we are doing everything we can to push Him out of every nook and every cranny, and then still think that God's peace is going to reign here on earth? No. That peace resides for those who choose Christ. Here is what else peace is not. As a matter of fact, it's quite the opposite of peace. And I want you to think, as these words are said, if there are any that you're harboring, if anything comes to your mind, because they are the opposite of peace, and you cannot have peace in this area of your life if this lives. Is there any discontent, any frustration with any situations, any agitation, any arguments going on, war, hatred, discord, worry? and disharmony. If there's anything in you that carries any of these things, God and His peace cannot abide in you in those areas of your life until you get rid of it. And you know, pride is one of the most devastating things on this earth. And in this, we also find we have usually entertained hatred and jealousy. It can be found in racism and in divorce and divisions and wars and slander. This lack of peace forms in you a bitterness that puts a hard rock around your heart where peace cannot reside. You see, peace, it has to be a deliberate choice. God does not make you a peacemaker. You have to choose to be. You have to constantly renew your minds, as we're told in Romans 12, and ask God, will I allow you to be a part of this situation? Or am I going to step back and am I going to take control of this? Or am I going to renew my mind as you tell me to? And am I going to allow pride and jealousy and division and bitterness and hatred to destroy me in my relationships? Or will I choose to let God rule in my heart and make the choices that Christ would have me make through that Holy Spirit checker? You see, peace is not something you pursue but instead it should be something you possess when the presence of God dwells within you. Peace comes from a right relationship with Jesus Christ, and it comes from reconciliation with other relationships. You cannot find peace of mind until the presence of the Lord takes your mind and controls it for His glory. Peace also comes from standing upon the truth of God's Word. 
Why is there so much discord in this world? Because we've stopped standing on the word of truth. We've stopped preaching truth. And you know what we've done? We've moved to a theology of adjustment and compromise because we're in fear of offending. We cannot adjust God's word to fit our lives, but instead we must adjust our lives to fit God's word. You know, we like to do this little thing called thou shalt not unless it has to do with me. We can find a way to always make this word adjust to our lives. And we cannot have peace if we're truly doing that. If we're trying to adjust God's word to fit us, there's no peace that can reside in us. We have to adjust our lives to fit God and listen to what His Bible says. In 1 John 1, 9, it says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So here it is in one sentence. Stop praying for peace when there's unconfessed sin in your life. In some areas, you have to get rid of that and then go back to God. And then you will experience peace in that area. Peace also comes from responsibility, from knowing what you are doing and that it was what God created you to do. Kind of like what Chuck was saying earlier in the announcements. People doing things not necessarily because they want to, because they know that they are called to do it. There are several roles I play in my life. I play the role of a mother, a daughter, a wife, a pastor, a counselor. And these are all responsibilities that God has given me in His goodness and His grace. And He has blessed me with. And I can experience peace when I'm doing all that I know I should and I'm keeping them in balance. But when I'm not, it surely shows in one area or another. And then I have to go back and realign my life and get it back in alignment with God's will. God has placed in my life and given me stewardship over many things. And I have to be responsible to take care of them. And if you're not being responsible and taking care of the things under your care, given to you by God as a gift, you're not going to be at peace. If you are not fulfilling your calling and using the gifts and the talents He has placed in you for His glory, you're not going to be at peace. Where did Moses find peace? Not hiding in the desert from the Israelites or from the Egyptians, but he was leading the Israelites from slavery and bondage of Egypt. He was leading them to the promised land. And why did Moses do this? Because it was his calling. It's where God was calling him to be. And where did Joshua find peace? Not camped quietly beside the river of Jordan, but marching around the walls of Jericho, looking silly. But the walls came down, and there was an overcome victory over the enemy. And they shouted out in triumph to God as they had that victory. And why did Joshua do this? Because he was told by God. It was his calling. It was his responsibility. And it was what he was called to do. And then where did Jesus find peace? Not hiding from the Pharisees or the Sadducees or the Romans, but bending on his knees in the Garden of Gethsemane, saying, not my will be done, but yours, Father. Why? Because that was his calling. It's what God called him to do. It's where God was leading him. And where can you find peace? And how can you possess peace? By doing what God has given you the responsibility and the gifts and the talents to do. You see, it comes 
through the byproduct of knowing Christ and loving Him and then with that following Him and doing what He has called you to do with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all of your strength. Some of you may say, oh, but it's so hard to follow Christ with my all. And you know what? If we search, we can find some very convincing excuses on why we must not do some things. Because life can be a struggle just doing our everyday work, dealing with troubles and worries and circumstances and obstacles that tend to come our way. It can just seem too hard sometimes, and we can come up with excuses. But you know what? God does not live in excuses. He lives in truth. And He wants you to live in the truth. And He tells you by His Holy Word that He makes Himself known to those who seek Him and call out to Him. When we seek His face, He is faithful and just. But we have to do our part to search, to seek, to pray, and then listen when He's speaking to you and act. Otherwise, we're just going through the motions of life, my friends, held back by the shackles and the chains of this world. And we're walking through life carrying burdens that were never meant to be our burdens to carry. Because you did not allow God the opportunity to work in you. And you did not do what God gave you the chance to do. Choosing to live life through the fullness of Christ. Where you will find peace. Also, peace comes through repentance. Allowing the Holy Spirit to do His work and reveal and correct. And then apply those changes to our lives as He has revealed to us areas we need to change. This changes our lives as we continue to do what the Bible says. We are sanctified through and through. And you know what? Peace comes from praise. The Bible tells us that the Lord inhabits the praise of His people. You may be going through some circumstances right now and praying to God and you just don't seem to hear Him. You don't seem to feel Him talking to you. But if you will be quiet and patient and sing out and praise to the Lord, you will feel Him move closer to you. And then His presence, as it moves closer to you, into your existence, His peace will return. You may not have the answer, but you will have His peace, and you'll be able to tarry on. Some of you may not have felt His presence and His nearness in your life for quite some time, and He wants to restore that relationship. He wants to take care of all of those areas of your life. He wants to be the very center of all of your circumstances, all of your situations, and bring you peace. He wants to take every circumstance and decision and work it together as you align yourself with Him and His Holy Word. And He wants to no longer have you bending the Word to contort it to our ways, but He wants us to bend ourselves to Him and His will and let Him work through us. And in doing so, He assures you you will have peace. As Christ was preparing His disciples for His crucifixion, He comforts them with the promise of His Holy Spirit to come and dwell within them and assures them that they will never have to go through life's struggles alone. John fourteen twenty seven, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives you. Praise God. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. You see, Christ promises never to leave nor forsake you. But if you will relinquish all of your burdens, everything you're going through right now, all of your confusions, the things where you don't know quite what to do, and you're asking God, He says, be quiet, be still, seek me. He wants you to release your trials, your troubles, 
your circumstances, your possessions. For he gave you the will or the strength to be able to have them to begin with. He wants you to release your loved ones, no matter what it is they're going through. And you may feel a heavy burden. He says, release them to me. Know that they were mine before they were yours. He wants you to release your mind to him. The struggles that you go through in your mind where you have to fight yourself sometimes to stay in alignment with God and to discipline yourself so that you will grow in him. He wants you to release that to him. Your gifts and talents that he gave you for his very purpose of living out his word and giving him glory, he wants you to release those to them. All of your worries, everything you have, if you will release that to him, that he may be a light into your path, he will bring you peace. So it is my prayer that you leave this place today with more peace than what you came in with. The peace that surpasses all understanding in Christ Jesus. And as the Apostle Paul would close many of his letters to the churches, he would say, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you all. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.